fantastic. I got. I keep it as casual as possible. That's... In that case, welcome to the podcast. Now. Thank, 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 thank you. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Great. Love to be here. We finally got you here in the end. Yes. Yes. You, you vanished. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I was kind of like we're reaching out to you and wondering, like, I don't know, don't know if it was me, did I? No, no, <laughs> yeah, um, but, no, but thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, I just, I've, yeah, well, you know how it's social media. There is uh, sometimes you need to take a break from various different types of social media, but it's no, I, I really enjoy kind of being on different, types, you know, chatting about comics and different types of social media. So always happy to do that. In that case, I'm terrible at introducing people. So if you would tell people who you are and what you do, please. Sure. Hi. Um, my name is Ned Hartley. Uh, I am a comics writer and editor. Uh, I write uh, Banana Man comics for the Beano. I also write uh, Steel Commando uh, for Monster Fun. And I have written for um, 2000 AD, Regine, the, the, the All Ages 2000 AD special. Um, and lots of other comics, which I can't really think about, remember at the moment. Um, I also write books about comics. So I've written um, Marvel uh museum which is a kind of history of marvel comics um and uh marvel atlas which is kind of a big atlas of the marvel universe and spider-man origins which is a kind of a middle grade textbook about spider-man i've got various other uh books coming up in coming out including a history of history of spider-man uh called the spider-man museum which is out this year so that's exciting um and as well as that, uh, I am a former comic book editor, so I used to work on uh, Simpsons comics, SpongeBob SquarePants comics, WWE, um, as well as uh, um, Batman Adventures and uh, Batman Legends in the UK. So uh, for Titan Comics. So lots of jobs with the word comics in the title at some point in there. Yeah, you, you, I mean, that's extensive. <laughs> I mean, I, mean I, I knew knew kind of some of the stuff you did. Obviously, I found you um, from following Banana Man. Yeah, because for most people in the UK, Banana Man was a fairly staple comic for a, a, yeah. a period of time. Though at the same time, kind of niche, I've, I've realised. <laughs> well, it's it is. It's one of those things that, that people remember remember it very fondly. But it's it's you have. To, I think you have to have been born within quite a specific yeah, yeah to remember Banana Man. But I mean, the nice the nice thing is that they keep uh, that Banana Man being in the Beano mm-hmm. means that different generations of readers find him in different ways. So I think I think I hope that not everyone that that reads Banana, you know, not, not everyone that reads Banana Man will remember him from the kind of nineteen eighties cartoon, but they'll find him as a comic in the yeah. beginning and a kind of superhero parody and a kind of you know in that way, um, and will you know enjoy him in that way, which I, which which I hope they will do. You've been doing that for a couple of years now, right? Four years now. So yeah, so I think I think it was exactly four years. Um, so, so I started write, writing it. In no, probably a bit longer actually. I started writing it in March 2018, and then my first one was published, I think, kind of maybe June. So, yeah, about yeah, just, just over four years. Right. Um, because we, we write a bit ahead, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. I can appreciate that. I mean, we, we're recording in like June, July, and this won't go up till September, October. Time. Oh, wow, fantastic! <laughs> fantastic. Right. I try to try to stay ahead of the game. The, the world don't know this, but you know, <laughs> they know this now. We, we, yeah. we try to stay ahead. <laughs> You've given away the secrets. Well, actually, so it'll be probably coming out when I'm. When, when, when I've, I'm finished, when I've, the, the scripts that I'm writing right now will be coming out as well. I think I'm writing end of August. When, when we write, when you write for the B and when you write for kind of kids comics, mm. um, you always have to have an eye on 
when it's going to be published because and they're very good at keeping an eye on this because you don't want to have stories get set in school right. when kids aren't in school of and similarly similar you don't want school stories when they're on their summer holidays so i think that's one of the big things is making sure that we've um yeah, that we kind of match everything up right of doing that so i think i'm writing stuff which is they're just about to go back kids are just about to go back to school now yeah. um yeah, if I just wrote one, what's really nice is that I've got two kids, so I can they they help me write my uh, comics sometimes. So the one that I just did this week, um, my daughter Violet helped me write, which is, which is ten, which is really nice. Some people might say that I'm getting my kids to do my job for me, but no. I would I would say that I'm sharing my hobby with with my daughters. Yeah, um, I'd say yeah. you're you're consulting the target audience. That's what all you're well, really doing. Well, exactly. That's the yeah. thing. Um, I mean, it, it, I, 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 don't, I guess I've never really thought about. Um, just the idea of like, especially children's comic strips, having that level of current event timeline. Yeah, it's. I think. I mean, I think you kind of you have to in a way that um, you know. I spent years working in children's magazines as well, and mm. what I would normally do is have a like a yeah like a timeline of what of the kind of big events in the year. So some things you know they're going to be there. Like, um, well, for example, with the World Cup this year, we know that's mm. going to be later in the year. But we know that when that's going to be. You know when Wimbledon's going to be. You know when school when kind of school breaks up. You know you know what big events will be. They'll be talking about, but all, talking about. But also, you kind of know. You've got an idea what what TV shows they'll be talking about. So you know when Strictly will come back. You know when yeah. Britain's Got Talent will come back. You know when they'll be talking about those. And also, you'll have an idea about when big video games are coming out and when. Um, big movies are coming out so you know if there's a big marvel movie or if there's big there's a big superhero movie they'll probably be talking about that um and if there's you know and if, if there's a video game that's that's quite you know that, that's been waiting for quite a while you'll probably think we'll be talking about that so i try and put that sort of kind of stuff in my comics as well for example we had there was a bake-off episode a bake-off right. issue where where i put um Noel fielding and matt lucas in the background and they're kind of chatting with banana man because it was a bake-off one. And, I, and I, I did i did it when i knew bake-off would be on tv and very slowly matt lucas retweeted us and we kind of got a big a nice kind of hit from that which which is nice yeah. uh, but uh so, i mean some sometimes sometimes with a bino you'll have guest stars that you'll kind of that they'll they'll write it you know they'll, they'll, we'll work with them to do it but this wasn't that this was just i thought it was quite funny to put them in there in there and I was going to have their little secret jokes. Sometimes. Yeah, I mean, they kind of got about three or four panels each. They kind of chat with the Iron Man in there. Um, but I also, I know that Wayne, the artist, Wayne Thompson, the artist, can draw, can draw, <coughs> can do that kind of stuff really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of thought, so I, kind of, I, I like to give them kind of something different to do every week. Yeah. You know, but we like, we like, we like to keep each other, keep each other on our toes. I mean, yeah, I, I think there's, there's obviously that's kind of the, the unique thing with you guys doing it so often. You know, it, it it makes me think a lot of um, kind of like South Park's writing process, where they were producing episodes in the space of a week, yeah, and, and basing on literally whatever was coming out in the news, writing jokes, throwing in, and you, yeah, you you guys must have to be fairly volatile in terms of. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's a really nice process in that I'll be told on a Monday they'll say we need a two-page banana man strip and a mm-hmm. one-page or half-page Billy Wiz strip, and can you have it ready by next Monday? And that's kind of that's all the. The, uh, the the steer the kind of guidance that I'm given, which which is really nice. Mm. And that and then I kind of I've got I mean I've got a list of ideas that I haven't always you know that I want to use or kind of just kind of basic story ideas. 
But I mean, sometimes it'll just be whatever's happening in my week. Like sometimes, sometimes Banana Man will be putting together flat pack furniture because that's what I've done this week. Um, but then also you kind of, you know, it's it's quite nice that because you're, you're being quite, you're, I've only got two pages to play with. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're slightly bigger pages. So rather than American comics, where you'll fit five or six panels on the page. For a UK comic, you'll probably fit between nine, you can fit nine to 12 panels on the page. Yeah. So you've got a bit more chance to kind of do stuff with them. You've got a bit more opportunity to, to kind of play with stuff with that. Um, so that's that's quite nice, but really, I mean, again, it's only two pages. So really, it's kind of you've got to come up with a concept, get in, ring, you know, ring a couple of jokes out of it, and then then get out of there. Really, you get to a punchline quite quickly. I mean, I always say we do. I do workshops at schools with kids, the kind of how to right. work. With kids. And I always say that it's it's it really helps for for humor comics to think of it like a joke. Like you know, there's a setup and a punchline. Punchline is why did it, you know why did the chicken cross the road to get to the other side? So if you can think of a setup and a punchline to your story then you can you can have some fun in the middle but if you can really let it let it kind of end nicely like that and i don't i don't always get that right but sometimes if you can let it end right nicely like that then it's kind of really good fun to do and you can you can kind of you can those i, I think those are the more satisfying ones um but also I'm really lucky that with banana man i get to play around with slightly more fantastical sides of writing of, of writing of comics that i think for other stuff on the dino it has to be a little bit more grounded yeah like for, for for Minnie or for dennis or for roger they you know for sorry, Minnie the minx or roger the dodger or dennis the menace um they have to be a little bit more set in the kids world whereas i can have a bit more fun and i can do an entire episode the entire thing which is based on like a steve ditko comic from the 1960s that i liked or i can do like you know i can just you know I can be a bit more silly with it. I can do like we did like a multiverse one mm-hmm. a couple of ago. We had lots of different kind of banana men running around, um, and I think I think that that also I get to kind of riff on the comics that I love when I you know um, that I've always loved. And I think sometimes you can you can have that thing where not every kid is going to get every reference that I do. That some of them some some of the references are like we did we did it like a whole kid killing joke parody. Right. Um, which kids are, you know, kids aren't going to get that particular reference, but they're going to get the idea that one of the villains has kidnapped the, the chief of police and is trying to kind of make him evil. And that's quite a funny idea anyway. So you yeah. can kind of play that situation for laughs. But also, I can kind of do quite specific stuff in there. I thought in there in the same, the same way that, you know, like in a, in a, in a Good Simpsons episode. Mm-hmm. Not everyone's going to get every joke. Not every kid is going to get every every joke in there. But they are going to get, you know, as long as there are enough jokes that everyone can get, as long as the plot moves along nicely, and as long as you're not being too self-indulgent about it, I think that's that's kind of kind of the way to do it. Then I've 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 kind of said to myself I should probably stop doing. I'm going to take a break from doing comic references for a while. Yeah. So I've done quite a few recent. I did a one with the like many many of the mix became the Scarlet Minx in the Banana Man comic, and I thought that's quite funny. But I think that's maybe. Now I need to do something a bit, you know, it's it's probably worth doing something a bit different. So do yeah, do something a bit kind of silly, sillier. But also, the, I mean, the nice thing about having different pages is, uh, you know, two pages. You, you can play with the form a little bit as well. You can you can make people jump from panel to panel. You can do something a bit. Yeah, you're not like trapped in the kind of like the three frame like Andy Cap style. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and I you know I love Calvin and Hobbes. You can do a lot of stuff. With, and I used to, I used to write Wallace and Gromit comics for the Sun newspaper, mm-hmm. and they. Were, Three panel ones, three or four panel ones, and actually, it's a really hard form to master. I can imagine. So, like, I was going to ask you, like, how do you find kind of shorter stuff compared to like longer format? 
It's, I, I well actually I'm, when I'm doing I'm doing Steel Commando now with mm. uh, for Rebellion uh, who did 2000 AD and that's six pages, and that's uh, I'm I'm actually quite enjoying having a bit more time to to spread with that one, um, because I'm working with the artist called Dan Boltwood. He's amazing. He's a friend of mine. I've known for absolutely years. So it's really mm. nice that I finally got to work with him. Um, but that's a bit more actiony as well. So that's not. I'm trying to make even though even though it's funny and even though we, we, we hit the gags you know we make sure we've yeah. got many several gag you know a gag every panel we've got funny stuff in there um because it's an action comic uh, you've got to let the action scenes breathe and you've got to kind of have make you've got to give them enough space on the page to look really fun and kind of big and wild and explosive mm-hmm. um so that's that's been really nice and also that's an ongoing story. So it's every it's six pages every issue. So we're gonna and then once those collect up, once they do those, we're gonna collect those up into a um into into a graphic novel, which would be great, into a kind of paperback, which would be really nice. Yeah. Um so that's really nice being able to plot a wider thing because I don't really have any long going, I don't really keep many ongoing plots in Banana Man. I kind of feel that every issue is a kid's first issue. Yeah. And I don't want to put too much emphasis on you know because sometimes you read these comics like, like i think again it's coming from me that reading x-men comics were in the 1990s which i loved but they're all like issue they're all like part seven of 322 and it's always like thousands of years ago yeah aliens attack this and you think oh god i like i, I mean i love this stuff but i, I find that kind of stuff very dense yeah like, there's, there's no jumping in and out of that kind of comic like you, 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 it's, you, it's like it's. I think that's kind of what they like the, the whole like Marvel movie world, which is where they've tried to make it fairly accessible film to film. But yeah. every so often you'll get a film, you sit down like I have no idea what's going on. Here. Right, and I'm watching this film with my kids, and I have to be like, well, actually, he was in this film, and he's in that film. Yeah. I was I was talking to um, Cy Spurrier about this the other day, um, and he was saying that for Marvel, they 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 now want you whenever you meet a new character, you, someone has to say their name to them. Right. Uh, you know, and I was like, "Yeah, that makes sense." Because how you know who they are? Like, no, no, no. It's terrible. I can't write. Like, I can't write. You know, not that it can work. This piece. No, you know, he's, that's a certain way of doing it. And I was like, "No, I think that's a really good way of doing it. I think that makes a lot of sense." Yeah. Because um, otherwise, I don't know who these people are. I think that I I kind of tend to write that way anyway. Yeah. But I th- I think I mean, besides quite different because he's. I mean, he's coming at us from a very different point of view than I am. So mm-hmm. it's, it's um, yeah, it's a whole thing. But I, I mean, I, I think he's he's very clever in his way of of um, introducing characters in ways which I wouldn't have thought I had to do. Yeah. I think perhaps perhaps he's kind of working on a slightly different level than me. Just different level. Just... Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, we we do very different things. So yeah. Well, I, I think this is what surprised me when I kind of first looked you up, and I was like, okay, you know. Obviously, Rice Banana Man worked, worked on Boston Grubbs. And there's was like 2008 in there. Yeah, that was for um, <laughs> audience wise. Is <laughs> no, I know, and I, I, I would love to do more stuff for them. And actually, um, the, it was for this it's 2008 Regina, which is the kind of they, they're all ages once. So I've done a future right. shot with them. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how what, you know, what happens in the future. But um, yeah, it was really fun to work with, though, with them. And I, I love 2008, and I've just spent uh, a long uh, week last week with various other comics friends discussing mm-hmm. the glory days of 2008. I don't know if you can see behind me, but anyway, you can't because it's a podcast. But I've got many, many 2008 comics behind me, and I'm a huge, huge fan of, of the prog. Um, yes. But I think 
What I love about 2008 is the kind of the anarchy of those early years. I've just been rereading Nemesis the Warlock and I've forgotten how wonderful it is. Mm-hmm. But just the idea that absolutely anything can happen. Um, and I think there's, and I think there's, there's something very British about that, that we um, value originality and value this idea that kind of, the, this, you know, taking different ideas as far as you can and kind of doing wonderful different things with them um, yeah. in a way that, and in a way that can become quite uncomfortable at times. Um, and I think, I think that's what 2008 is wonderful at. And when it works well, it's just brilliant. And I think that there's, there, 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 there aren't that, you know, there aren't that many that, that, that storytelling vehicles mm-hmm. that kind of consistently do that. And I think it's something, you know, that as, as you know, I think we should be very proud of and it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I think I completely agree there. I kind of like looking at, I mean, obviously Banana Man in itself is satire <clears throat> of, of kind of Batman and, and all the yeah all the big boys. And I, I think you're right in, in terms of British comics, there is sort of a level of just like, we're just going to throw this out there and just yeah. see what happens. And, and I, and I, th- I think there is this, yeah, ex- exactly. And, I, and what's great is that when you can see people these kind of writers that, that really enjoy doing that and that are really interested in kind of every now and again come on and smashing stuff up basically yes. and seeing what's interesting and seeing and seeing they can change stuff. And I think that well, I, th- I think so the, the problem, I mean, I mean, you know, with, with 2008, what the reason that I re- think 2080 regened, which is their kind of big all ages comic is a fantastic idea, is that you need to kind of bring new people to the fold. And I think mm-hmm. what the danger of 2080 is that because it's so good at what it does, um, is that it's it's kind of got this fantastic fan base, but actually what you need to do is is keep renewing that fan base, and it's quite a, it's quite a tricky thing to do, yeah. um, and because it's held so reverently by the people that absolutely love it, it's 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 trying to work out how to, you know, to bring to bring new life into that and kind of do that thing, and, and um, you know a lot of two thousand D stuff hasn't really found the same home in the states as it has over here. Because I was talking to Mike Morton, the PR guy, about that, and he was saying that you know that. Sometimes he he thinks that you know why would you know Americans don't you know they don't understand quite the irony of Judge or how Judge Dread works because yeah. Judge Dread is fantastic that it's in the few cases that you get to have your cake and eat it that you get to you get to watch something you get to enjoy the irony of a fascist cop in the future and at the same time enjoy him being a fascist and ironically enjoy his incredibly violent exploits. And it's it's something that that I don't know that not everybody kind of under, you know will perhaps understand where that comes. It's one of the reasons that I really enjoyed that last film with Carl Urban. Mm-hmm. Kind of got the feel of it completely right. So yeah, I, I'm one of those people. I'm weird. Who I enjoyed the other Judge Dredd film. Oh, what the Stallone one? Yeah, because there's just <laughs> such a campy value to it. I watched. It, I was like, this could be. This could be a 2000 day script. Like, it's not as violent as you want it to be. But yeah. everything else is just so spot on and over the top 90s. You're like, yeah, actually, no. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just thought Demolition Man was a perfectly good Judge Dredd film. Well, actually, that could have been. Yeah, that that would have been a perfectly good Judge Dredd. I never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I've always thought there should be more 2000 AD films and TV shows. I know that, that Rebellion, I think Rebellion was looking into it, but I think, mm. you know, there's always discussions about a Road Trooper movie or that kind of thing. I think there's. Such incredible backlist there, an incredible kind of wealth of content. Yeah, especially I, I think I've thought about this before because I mean, 
when I when I read, I like I studied film photography um, okay. for for university. So when I was going through that, we were always kind of on the lookout for stories you could adapt into short films. Mm. So of mm. course, the first thing I did was hand my friends Future Shocks, which is like yeah. The, the this you know you've got so many episodes here which you could work into a wider universe or tv series or something like that yeah and it's 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 almost weird that we never tap into that unless it's just 2008 protecting the print yeah one well they're, they're very hard to write future shocks because mm-hmm. i don't want to do for 2008 because you know that there's a twist coming yeah so not only do you have to set up the twist you have to then kind of faint the wrong way you have to set up that it's going to be a different twist and then the one that you've got in there so actually it's it's a really it doesn't have to be shocking it has to be doubly shocking in a way yeah it's quite it's quite a hard they're very hard they're they're very hard to write in a way that i didn't didn't think they would be um but they're very they once when they when they work when they work they're really they're really really good fun to do Um, yeah but yeah you're completely right that there's so much stuff in there that you think that yeah they're you know, I'm surprised that in this age of kind of Netflix and different, you know, and, and the Sky and 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 you know, apparently all these, you know, and Amazon strip mining all these different properties, that you know, you're sitting on a gold mine, mm-hmm. different fantastic, different fantastic stories that could work so well. And you're right, even in you know, they're just a, a regular Black Mirror style future shocks kind of, you know, uh, anthology thing could work so nicely and there's there's so many things that 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 would just do work brilliantly like you know there's abc warriors you've got robo hunter you've got rogue trooper um all these different things that that they that they that i'm pretty sure rebellion never writes to mm-hmm. um another mm-hmm. number talking about doing a rogue trooper movie ages ago wasn't he yeah i think so i, I, I feel like i saw a headline with that i've just like yeah. you know, <laughs> um but no i i would i would love to see those ones that there's, there's so, so much stuff that's going to the screen right now. It's, it's, I, I don't know if it's kind of an odd thing, just kind of going back to the whole idea of it being like a British thing. Of The, the one which comes to mind, which is very similar, is Games Workshop and yeah. their law and universe. And they've only just kind of made Warhammer films. And you're thinking, you, you, you also have this massive back catalogue. They do, they've got all the Black Library stuff as well, haven't they? Yeah. Which and, is... There's tons of stuff there, and they're still, you know, expanding. You know, people like Dan Abnett doing incredible work. Yeah, expanding those things. So you think exactly there must be. Was there is there a Warhammer film? I was. I think there is. I feel like I've seen. Film wasn't there. Say again. There's a Warcraft. Maybe it's maybe I'm thinking of a Warcraft film. I can't remember. I I thought I again it's Duncan Jones, isn't it? I, I I thought it was Warcraft, but then. I don't know, but like a good Warhammer forty thousand film, that'd be, you know, and I think we're we're at the stage now where, uh, you know, that we have to te- the, the technology to do the special effects that stuff, yes. kind of quite nicely. Um, but apparently, apparently there is, and I and I don't know anything more about this in headlines, but apparently there is a Banana Man TV series in production at the moment, um, which, um, or at least at least at least no production at least has been optioned. So I would I would be very keen to see that. There was a Banana Man musical a couple of years ago, which I didn't go and see. About I, I, I didn't see it. I, I saw a kind of a headline about it, but that was around the same time as they were saying there was going to be a Banana Man movie. Yes. And that never went anywhere. No. <laughs> and I get, again, I, I think it's, I mean, Banana Man's great because he's such a broad concept that you don't, you can just, you can hang so much stuff off him. 
and you can do so much stuff. I mean, the I, actually, when I first started writing from, I struggled for a couple of issues. And then I read an issue of Suicide Squad that uh, Rob Williams had done. Hmm. And in it, Captain Boomerang was using the, a boomerang for metaphor for everything. Right. And I was like, oh, of course, that's what it is. The like, just this world as boomerang. So, okay, well, of course, with Banana Man, everything should be a banana metaphor. Of course, that's, that's how I can write him. But all he cares about is bananas. And that, I don't know why I didn't quite understand that at first, that I think I was trying to be a bit, a bit too superhero, superhero with it. With it. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, I was like, oh, okay, great. That I can, if I'm ever stuck with to do something, it would be like, like, like a banana or, you know, this is like, um, I feel peeled like a banana or something like that. And like, okay, that, and even if the, and it's, and even if the, the metaphor doesn't work, that's even funnier because then you can do stuff with it. Um, so yeah, that, that kind of made me, that, that helped me kind of with the character a bit. And then it's quite, he's quite easy to write because you, because he's an idiot and superheroes take themselves very seriously. And I think that's where it comes, that's where there's, you know, the, the, you look at the boys, which is done in a very, obviously a very different way, but that's how superheroes take their morality very seriously. But, but on the man, because superheroes are very, pompous as an idea I and mean, i love superheroes i've got stacked and stacked superhero comics uh, and, yeah. you know, and i love them but they this is quite american thing of you have to take yourself quite seriously and there's a certain level of american pomposity that i think we naturally react against in this country in a way yeah that we that we are naturally wary of anybody puffs themselves up too much or that that makes themselves and i think we i think i don't i don't i think maybe i've, I've always and this is kind of gone topic a bit but i've always thought that perhaps that's perhaps why we've never really had fascism in the same way in this country mm-hmm. as another country because we the one thing that is um deadly to fascism is ridicule um yeah. i think we are quite good at ridiculing the important and the ridiculous you know the, the, uh, uh, you know uh, uh, ridiculing public figures yeah. um and i think that's what we look in the kind of 30s and stuff like that, that the way that we didn't come in the same way is, is that we didn't take these people seriously in the same way and i think that's, i do think that's part of our national psyche that we just we naturally it's all we, we, we naturally find people like that quite silly yeah um, we distrust anyone who's confident i think i was i think i tweeted the other day about the so I was talking about self-scan checkouts and yeah. how they're, they're overly friendly and they're overly nice. <laughs> and that's why we hate them. If they were passive aggressive or like slightly <laughs> belligerent, we would have adopted them years ago. But it's a food. A, yeah, as, that. yeah. Yeah. There, there is that kind of slightly twee. Hi, how are you? Mm. Let's go on a shopping adventure together kind of thing. Or yeah. hey, pal, that thing. And I, I think... Yeah, there's there's something, isn't there, that just naturally naturally kind of go against that. It just is it as an anathema to who we are. Yeah, I, th- I think I was because I was trying to think about it before thinking about the just the the idea of difference between kind of American creations and UK creations. Mm. And I was chatting to um, Lucy Sullivan recently, mm. who's a comic artist who does these amazing kind of like abstract and and in depth like Dave McKean style illustrations is the, the way I, I'd describe it. Um, and we were we were chatting about the differences between creators in different countries, and I I think the best way I could think to describe it was I feel like British creators have a lack of self preservation <laughs> about the things which we make. We mm. just 
throw things out and we're almost like asking to be punched in the face we're like this is going to annoy somebody good throw well, it out I, I, absolutely and I, I think it's because english creators often look outside the media but are do genuinely tend to be a bit better i mean not always but tend to be a lot better about looking outside the medium mm-hmm. if you look at kind of big name british creators like you know um grant morrison like garth ennis like neil gaiman um they're all ones that have looked at novels that have looked at um the war reportage that have looked at you know jazz music that have looked at you know all the different forms of you know i'm just talking about writers here but you know people like david yeah. King, you know there's also he's looked at different kind of art form as well Carnegie, and i and and have looked at what you know and alan moore obviously is a fantastic example of this um and have looked outside the medium and thought well what can i bring but you know comics is quite like jazz is quite a bastard medium mm-hmm. and i've looked outside and kind of thought what can we do what can we bring in and and kind of you know what from movies works what you know and what 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 can we make exciting and bring in that way whereas i think a lot of american creators like people like uh i don't know mark wade or brian michael bendis are, are very good at looking at what's worked in comics mm-hmm. and then or cut these because i look what works in comics and what can i can i then rework or what can i what and, you know and what, what can i understand about what's happened in comics before and what can I look inside the medium and understand that at a deeper level and kind of bring stuff out with that um and I think, I, yeah, I, mean, I don't think that holds up true for everything, but I think it's quite, it's, it is quite interesting that, that when stuff like that works over here, it's because we are, we're seeing, what, like you're saying, you know, about big kind of collage stuff, that we see, we're seeing what, we, what, what can we bring into comics? Yeah. That, that's, that, spark, that spark, you know, interest and joy elsewhere. Yeah. It's, I, I feel like almost like it's like, we take a kind of like a different route through creativity. So like, I was, I was chatting to Aaron Long, who's worked on Bojack Horseman and, and oh, wow. different yeah. different subjects like that. But the reason Love I found that. him was through his little animated show he makes on YouTube called Sublo and Tangy Mustard. Hmm. And he makes it himself, animates it himself. And then you chat to him about bigger shows and there's this risk he said about things becoming kind of homogenized hmm. and seeing shows like American Dad and Family Guy. And like you mentioned with The Simpsons of just watching them gradually become adjusted as different writers come in and out and and mm. like flatline into just a baseline okay this is what we do every single day and i think mm. a lot of american creators start with the homogenized and then push against it whereas with us we actively seek out kind of indie stuff and then try to force that into the mainstream media i guess yeah i think that, that, that is interesting i think i think perhaps sometimes again it's how different stuff is set up because I think maybe working in America like in a writer's room or something like that there is this kind of perhaps consensus mm. like being, okay well oh you know I, I want something to be approved by everybody I want to kind of get this through so I have, I have to make sure we can do that kind of thing it's just true whereas I you know a lot of a lot of the way that British stuff is made is with, with a lot smaller writer teams I mean again in you know if, if it's animation if it's if it's tv or um but yeah, and but also you know, in, I mean, in, in terms of comics, sometimes as well, um, that we don't, we don't. Again, I don't think perhaps we quite have the same editorial influence. That I think, you know, if, if you're writing for kind of a big, big Marvel or DC, you'll, 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 there'll, there'll be more of a editorial kind of overview. Whereas with us, you know, when you when you're making kind of smaller indie comics, you're kind of a bit like, I think I'll do th- maybe it'll be five issues, maybe it'll be twelve. Who knows? 
<laughs> you know um and i do i do i do, i have made a lot of indie comics in my time kind of self-published stuff in my time i do i do miss doing that sometimes yeah um, but i think yeah it's just just for me at the moment where i am i can't i you know, i can only hit deadlines and stuff but <laughs> for so many things but i am I, yeah i i don't know that there might not be there might, might be i might end up doing some more stuff i'm working with someone to do some more stuff quite soon um, so hopefully that something will happen with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, did, I used to do a comic called Punch Face, which is how I got the job for Banana Man. I did this superhero parody comic called Punch Face, and I put it on the internet. So if, right. if, if any of your listeners, you know, how, how do you how do you get a job writing for being like writing comics? I made my own comics doing superhero called Punch Face. And it's really stupid. His superhero punches people in the face, and that's his. That's the entirety of the gag. And I, that's the same. It's the same silly joke every episode, every issue. And I put them on the internet, and then the editor of the Beano got in touch and said, "Would you like to write Banana Man?" And that was four years ago. That's the simple way to do it, right? Yeah. yeah well, I mean, I would say if you want, if you want to write, if you want to make comics, the best way of doing it is making comics. Yeah. And I, I was really lucky that I met a load of people at conventions like Bristol and then Thought Bubble, and kind of mm-hmm. met a lot of the community there. And I got it's very, it's, it's really, really inspiring. There's so many people doing such incredible stuff that you can't help but think. Oh well, actually, I should be doing more stuff now. I should be, I should be yeah. Using yeah, I, I think it's interesting because obviously I, I chat to quite quite a few people mm-hmm. um, who are at various stages of their career, and some are some are quite low level and some quite high level. And I, mm-hmm. I always find it interesting. Of the one line which always holds true is just, if you want to be making something, you should be making something. Like, yeah, yeah, and it's I mean the lovely thing about comics is that it's just, you know, it can just be you and the pen. Um, yeah. the, the reason I love comics is it's collaborative. So, collaborative. so I, I really like working with other artists. So I've been lucky that I found in the community, I found other artists to work with. And I've kind of, I've done a little bit myself, myself but I've mainly been other people I've met either online or at conventions. And then we've kind of come up with ideas and work, work together on those. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's incredibly easy to find. If you're an artist, it's incredibly easy to find a writer. If you're a writer, it's, it's easy to find an artist. You can, you know, there are lots of different ways of doing it and it's 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 a really good fun process to go through yeah um, there's, there's nothing more exciting as a writer than seeing stuff that you can come back to the summer cool this is like nothing as well it's fantastic i find that interesting that you said that though um that it's quite easy to find people because i, I think from looking in kind of like online forums that's people's main concern is <laughs> either like trying trying to be a writer and then thinking oh i'm gonna have to learn how to draw because i'm never going to find an artist yeah. <laughs> or, I mean, or vice I, versa yeah, I maybe I don't know. I've I've I found it. I've yeah, maybe easy is perhaps the wrong word, but I have definitely found other right other. I've found artists several times online through that way, and I again, it's a community thing. So it's people I've met, like Dan Botwood, who I met about ten years ago, and went drinking. I've been a drinking buddy that I've worked with that I've known for you know we just got all the time drinking together, and have and they only just started working together last year. So it's taken a while for us to kind of um, find something that we could both do together. We, we, we came up with loads of pictures and, you know, loads of ideas in the pub that never came to anywhere. Um, Those are the best ideas. <laughs> also, I've, you know, he's a really good mate and I really enjoy hanging out with him. So it is one of those things that I think, you know, not everyone, not everyone can make it, you know, different conventions, but I would definitely recommend mm-hmm. to, I think if, you, if, you, if you're into comics and you can make Thought Bubble, it's all, all all on the film and comic con this weekend. Well, sorry, when this goes out, it won't be so. Ignore. Next year, next year. Um, any of those ones, then I would 
definitely recommend going there because there's so they, you know there's there's so many different people different different levels of kind of yeah. of, of where they like you say where they're in their career and what they want to be doing with it that you that you can always find someone to kind of you know and there are other people that are walking around but are being inspired at the same time as you and you're thinking well, I want to, I want to now I want to make, make comics now and then kind of with that you can kind of do a lot of stuff with that but I'm sure there, there are loads of for so in, on, online there are loads of there are places that you can kind of go and be, yeah get in touch with different I, th- I think as well I mean I know I know people get very precious about ideas um I think I was chatting the other day saying just saying the idea of you the amount of times you someone has an idea and then they they don't want to let go of it because they're worried they might get a better idea for where it could go down the line you know like um, you write a short idea story and you're like oh well I could write a script for this it's like oh yeah but I might want to write a book about it down the line I don't want to use it yet <laughs> I mean I, th- I think you can't be too precious about that that I think I can't remember the quotes from but I remember someone saying that the difference between the difference between having a good idea I think it's screw having a good having a good idea and then making the idea into a a great screenplay is a difference between catching the eye of a good-looking woman in the bar and being at present at the birth of your second child with her. Right. <laughs> like that's that is the, that is the difference between those two things. That like having a good idea is great, and that's fantastic. Um, but I think also if you if you do want to be a writer, I think you need to have good ideas reasonably regularly. Yeah. Um, I think I think you you know I would definitely recommend. Getting, I would definitely recommend any writer writing regularly to a deadline um, because I, ha- I mean, I have to come up with a new idea every week for Banana Man. Yeah. And I know it's Banana Man, I know it's stupid, you know, um, it's too big a comic, but it, it teaches you not to be not very precious about it. That you're like, right, I've got, I've got to get this done. I can't, you know, will I have done it the best way that I possibly could have done? Not always, but actually, will I've got, you know, will I articulate it the way I want to most of the time? Yes. Um, and it's it's a really good thing to do that because I think sometimes you you're, you can ha- you can cling on to an idea, and you know what you might have have had a better one next week, or you or you might have then by clinging onto it destroy it, um, in a way that you know that that you could have done you could have done something more easy with it next time, but I think I think it's it's definitely worth being open to the concept that you are going to have lots of good ideas and then keep them going, and I think. Also, like people say, oh, I had that idea before, and then they turned it into, I don't know, Squid Game or Game of Thrones. Like, did you or do you have a very brief concept, and they've gone through and made it, you know, work, done brilliant character works, and done all this kind of stuff with that. Yeah. Not, you know, the broad, the broad idea is, is great, but it's the that's that's fun, but it's the it's the nuts and bolts character work. It's the making sure it's the telling the compelling story. That's what people are going to remember. Um, how you make you know they they remember how you made them feel, and that's yeah. that's that's the thing people are going to remember. So that's 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 the important thing, I think. I think that's the best message we, try, <laughs> we can kind of put out into the world. I mean, yeah, I mean, like you say, it's just a case of reaching out to people because you never really know, you know, who's who's going to respond and collaborate with you. Yeah, and then just just making work. Yeah, and it's you know that, and also the nice thing is when you get to work on an idea with someone, you get to kind of throw different idea. And story beats backwards and forwards yeah. and then and that's really fun and that's when comics become collaborative um which i which i, I really enjoy i was like you know again it's the part of it but i think i think it's really fun yeah definitely i think we can bring this around to an end oh fantastic i've really enjoyed chatting with you so it's been really really good fun 
Thank you. Yeah, thank you for coming out. I was, as I say, I didn't, didn't know. Well, again, we collaborated. I reached out. To, to yeah, see absolutely. What happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if people want to check you out, obviously they can find Banana Man. Banana Man, and uh, yeah, I'm, my website and uh, my I'm on Twitter at at, at, at Ned Hartley. People by say hello. Yeah, people should pop by and say hello, put their ideas out in the world. Commission 2000 AD to start a TV channel because that's all I've been thinking about now since we've mentioned it. <laughs> We've put it out to the world. We'll they, they just need to form some kind of like pirate TV channel and push yes. ab abusive content into the world. That's what we need. It's Absolutely. the most British thing we could do. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Love you, love you, Chachi. Thanks, thanks for having me on the podcast. You too. Thanks very much, Ned. Thanks. Take care.